Welcome to the Wellspring Church podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. <laughs> now we've landed on the story of today. Uh, the, sh- the shepherd and the lost sheep. And uh, notice, notice for when, when uh, people got things right or wrong, they were still awarded a celebration. We're going to carry and come back to that in a moment. But the story of the lost sheep is actually a parable, a story with a meaning that Jesus told. And you can find it in Luke chapter 15. In fact, Luke chapter 15 is this incredible trilogy chapter where there's three stories told by Jesus, and each one of them is about somebody or something that got lost. So you've got the lost sheep, you've got the lost coin, and then you've got the lost son. And so today, we just thought we'd lean in more and glean from the story that Jesus told to an audience um, about a shepherd and his hundred sheep. So once upon a time, there was a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. And uh, this shepherd really loved his sheep. In fact, for all a hundred sheep, he had names for each and every one of them. He knew them by name. He'd called them by name. He'd usher them into green pastures to eat and bring them back and watch over them during the night and keep them safe. Now, I'm paraphrasing quite a bit here, but you'll actually get this character of God as a good shepherd throughout the scriptures. One day... The good shepherd counted his sheep, as you do when you're bringing them in. So one, two, three, four, and he gets to 96, 97, 98, 99, and the hundredth sheep is missing. And for today's story, that hundredth sheep's name is Sean. Sean the sheep was missing. And you could think now, for most people, or at least for myself, it's like, well, you've got 99 sheep. What's that one sheep? You know, it's fine. Put the 99 away and just go to bed. But this shepherd really cared about Sean, the lost sheep. And rather than just letting things slide, he decided to go personally. He didn't go calling people to go, look, he himself went personally in search of this lost sheep. So he went down the field, he went through the valley, he crossed the river, went up the mountain, down the mountain, came to a forest, and on the edge of the forest, he finds Sean. Sean is entangled in a bush. And rather than getting frustrated or annoyed or laughing at Sean's misery, the shepherd removes the branches, untangles this lost sheep, saves the sheep from where it was stuck, and he picks up the sheep and puts it on his shoulders and takes the sheep back to the pasture and to the flock. And if you don't think that's incredible enough, and that's so much fun anyway, and there's joy in that, When he gets back, the shepherd isn't just thrilled to have all 100 sheep together. The shepherd calls his friends and family, and they have a celebration because what he had lost, he had now found. Sean, who he loved and cared for, was away from him 
but was now with him, part of the fold. And Jesus says this story and says other stories like this in chapter 15 to say that's what it is like for each and every one of us who've strayed from our relationship with God. And by repentance and trusting and believing in him, it also gives an analogy towards what Jesus has done for us to bring us back into relationship with him through his sacrifice on the cross and his forgiveness. But it wasn't just sacrifice and forgiveness I want us to realize today. It's the fact that we've been brought back into relationship in the fold. And God celebrates that. And it says like the host of heaven are jubilant and celebrate that too. Now, to help us go that bit further and deeper with understanding this um, story, to, to bring maybe some more of the relational aspect to it, because we serve a God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, almighty, yet he has personal care and emotions towards each and every one of us. And so we're going to play a game now, and uh, it's going to be a challenge for those willing to play. And uh, we're going to interact with downstairs again. So uh, Dan and Shania, this is the point Hello. where you can get your cups ready, do your Ooh, thing okay. down in the room downstairs. And uh, I don't know how we're actually going to do this. Should we do one at a time? Yeah, one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. We'll um, go first because we won last time. <laughs> we'll go first because you can obviously see us as well downstairs. So do you want me to do the cups and you go through the game? Gonna, yeah, you're better yeah. at doing the cups than me. You've got the, the wisdom of this. Okay, so what's going to happen is we have a ball. Where is the ball? A yellow ball. There is no magic about it. It's not a trick. It is just a ball that we found in a ball pit. We've got three cups. And what's going to happen is David is going to hide the ball under one cup. Again, no magic, I, just... I what are you laughing at? Did I, do something? Did I do it better? Is that why you're laughing? Did I do it better last time? Okay. And what he's going to do, he's going to mix them up. So, he's going to mix them up. Can I get a, can you do a little do 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 Caleb? A little on the drums. So I feel I just want to create a bit of tension here. Because ball and cup is serious. Especially when they're celebrations as a reward. Okay, now, we're going to go to the children first. And then we're going to ask a child to come and show us where you think the ball is. So, Mark, you're really keen. Up you come, lad. Give him a round of applause. Hey, come Where on, is it? Where is it? Is Where it? is it? Oh! It's okay, Mark. You Everybody's a winner. Because you matter. Okay. Uh, Somebody Mark, else. Because that's too biased, isn't it? Go on then, Benji. Up you come. Ooh. Give him a round of applause. Ooh. Where was it? Go on then, I pick it up. Hey! Okay, you get a celebration. All right. Excellent. All right. Okay. So what do you want to do? Put it downstairs now? Yeah, give, give him a go downstairs. We'll wait patiently, won't we, church family? <laughs> Let us know how you're getting on, Dan. Perhaps you can narrate it through. Here, guys. Oh. Is that a good or bad or? <laughs> Did they get it, Shania? Yep, they got it. Hey. Uh, so it was a good old. Be positive. Okay. Should we do another hey, another child? Then move Sweetie, on to another. Do you want to come? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do another one with three cups. No, oh, no. oh, you're so kind. I would have done five. Go on, give us a. Why does it? There we go. Woo! Oh, okay. They got it. Okay. Okay. No. No pressure. This 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 could be 
an argument at home. Go on, say that. No, don't come. do that. <laughs> go on, go on. You get first go. Sally, your hand shot straight up. Go for it. Oh. Yeah. Yay! All is good. Sailor, don't forget your chocolate. Oh, you're going for the full one. You don't want that one. You don't want that one. There we go. Take well it off to mum as well. <laughs> well done. Excellent. Right. Go on in downstairs, Shania. Let's, let's go. We're doing it. Well done. The kids are doing great down here. <laughs> I think they're just playing the game over and over downstairs, aren't they? They, they've, they have left the service now. All right. It's all about ball and cup. Now we've got, we've got five here now, all right? Great adults. Oh. Oh. Right. Okay, adults, let's see. Let's get some. You're not an adult, you're still a child. Okay. Go on in, have you come? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. do it. 20% chance of getting it. Oh, straight in the middle. Oh! oh chocolate, chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Chocolate. No, don't forget a chocolate. chocolate. Okay, yes, go on and have you come. Oh. No, no, it's okay. Oh! oh <laughs> you wow. know. Honestly. I don't, I don't know. know. Do you think do, that gets do you a job? I don't no, know. No! no. <laughs> if it was a child, yes, but no! You are so gracious. I think we're are. done. Are we done? Are we I done? Do you want to do one more? Are we I done? Are we done? I feel we can't done? trust the adults. No, so we let's can't. Start. You've ruined it. Honestly. <laughs> you try and make a sermon illustration and it goes wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we've finished upstairs, by the way, Dan, so you don't have to keep playing. Yeah, um, listen to David preach now. Put the ball and cup yeah, down. Yeah, you, you can do. Now, here's something, and I loved it. I loved the crowd participation. See the joy you yourselves experienced when the ball was found. Um, the chocolate was had. Yeah, and when the chocolate was had, yeah. Well, you will, have, you will celebrate with God one day and enjoy that celebration. But again, this is the point. When, when we're found, there's a celebration that takes place. And it is a celebration that you enjoy with God, not just God celebrating over you. And in the same way... We saw how Yuna just felt so disappointed when she picked up the wrong cup. You could feel the, the pain, but she went again anyway. <laughs> you know, that's like it. That's perseverance, persistence. That's like God just keeping on searching for us, keeping on uncovering what's in our lives until he finds us. We're going to look at Psalm 100 again, and we're just going to read verse 3, and this time, I'd love it if we could read it together. Um, could we do the one with the coloured um, ones, just to give more emphasis to it? Thank you very much. Okay, guys, can you read along with me? Help me out, my voice is struggling. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Thank you, everyone. Look at that one verse there in Psalm 100. And uh, really showing how much we matter. We matter to God. We matter to Jesus. First thing I wanted to point out, just because we've been on a journey together, mainly with the adults, is if you look at uh, the beginning of the verse, know that the Lord is God, you'll see this is kind of like a reflection from the Shema. 
Do you remember Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, where it talks about the Lord our God is one? So there is only one Lord, and he is the creator and maker of the universe and all things. But not just creator and maker of all these wonderful things out there. He is your personal creator and maker. He knows you by name. It is he who made us. It is he who formed us. And therefore, we belong to him. Just like a sheep belongs to a shepherd. And if you didn't already know, because God made you, you've been made in his image, which, which means God is delights in who you are because you reflect him. In fact, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. One of the things about us is we can feel that we go through life and life happens, right? And therefore, through life, we feel like we're lost, we get broken, we get damaged, and therefore, sometimes it's hard to hear that and we feel that, actually, no, our value, our worthwhileness isn't quite there. It's like a 10-pound note, if you will. You know, a 10-pound note, even when it's dropped on the floor, guess what? Still worth 10 pounds, right? Even when it's ruffled or got folds in it, still worth 10 pounds. Even when it's fallen in a puddle or in mud and it's got stuff on it that you wouldn't want on it, guess what? Still worth 10 pounds. 10 pounds is still worth 10 pounds. And that's like us in our lives. No matter what we go through, no matter the things that have happened to us or by us, the Lord still values us and loves us and wants us to belong to him rather than ourselves. And just like the sheep story, the lost sheep, even though we've been made by God, all of us have lived apart from him. That's part of to do with the quiz, the first story on there about Adam and Eve. Because of our fallen nature, because of the bad things we've done or said or thought, because, because of that, we've separated ourselves from God. But Jesus came to deal with that. And so God the Father sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on a cross to pay for our waywardness, to pay for us leaving the Father, for, to pay for us doing our own thing. And it was a done deal. Once and for all, all those things were paid for. But it does it does require, there is a condition on this offer from being lost to found. And that's our repentance and trust in him. You belong to him. And even though we can go our wayward ways, we can get lost, Jesus has made a way back to the Father. And nothing, nothing can hold against that when you repent and believe and continue to trust in Jesus. Because I know among us, there's times in our lives where we say, surely we were too lost. Surely we are too far. Surely we're too stuck to really come back to the Father. No, Jesus has made it possible for you. And today, you can receive forgiveness and the fullness of life with Christ. Thing is, we can't just leave it there, although that's wonderful, isn't it? To know that we matter, you matter to Jesus. But by the very assertion that you matter to Jesus, you must realize that what you do matters to Jesus as well. Now, here's where people can get it twisted or misunderstand because you might think, well, therefore, what I do 
makes me valuable to God. And that's not true whatsoever. You are already valuable to God because of who he is and because how he's made you. He loves you. He values you. You are worthwhile, regardless of even what you say, think, or do. But, but it's really important that we realize what we do makes a difference to how we experience God, experience the celebration, experience his delight and love, or whether we choose not to. And look, it may not change the value within you, but it can change somebody else's experience of God. We've all been called to be like salt and light. We've all been called to share the good news in different forms. We've all been called to love one another as Jesus has loved his own disciples. So I want to encourage you today, not only do you matter, but what you do matters. And that can be a hard one as well because we think we're, we're too messed up. We've made too many mistakes or something has been done to us or not done to us. Therefore, we can't do what God would want us to do. That's not true. God is stronger, more powerful. He knows everything. He knows you and he still calls you by name into his purposes. So trust him. I want to end with a little story, a little reflection from my own life. I've used this before, but I've just been mulling it over this week as well. As a father, I have the joy of uh, raising two daughters. And um, one of my joys is when I finish work, I love work, but one of my joys is when I come back from work, I get to see my family. And uh, obviously, lovely to see my wife, Hannah. But um, I open the door and I come in and I'm like, Daddy's home, wow, yeah, look at me. And um, this week even, actually, um, normally the TV's on when I get home, you know, it's that time of the day. And uh, on this occasion, one daughter was just TV. Spidey and his amazing friends, she, she was watching something. Another daughter was playing with a puzzle. So she manages in that to suddenly look up and see I'm home. And she runs up and hugs me and greets me. And that's wonderful. That fills my heart with delight. The other child is still, <laughs> like, even though one child's run across her. So I go up to that other child. Hello? No? No? Nothing is happening. Can I tell you that? I love my children the same. But one got an embrace that I got to share, and I delighted in that moment. The other one, as I'm trying to get her attention, obviously, I'm not experiencing that same delight, but I love them just as much, all the same. You see, what we do, we can enjoy God's love, we can experience more of him, or we could choose not to walk with God in moments, or hear God in moments, or choose to position ourselves to be around God, and we miss out on something, but we're still valued. Here's the wonderful thing that really picked up, grabbed my attention this week. I didn't just leave it there. Didn't, I, I don't give up on my daughter getting a hug. I realized there's a powerful thing when you pause the TV. And uh, really, like, and you watch it from very, because I'm not, like, can't be seen. And I paused it. And you can see at first there's anger. What's, what's happening? Something's wrong. I was watching, this is good, and now it's stopped. And then she looks around, and she sees me. And more often than not, because <laughs> it isn't a 100% record, but sometimes, and I believe at least once this week, she was happy 
to see me, even though I paused Spidey. And she ran up and gave me a hug. Now, I say this because I was just, as I was thinking about this this week, I wonder if God is pausing something in our own lives for just a moment. I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. Maybe it is. That's between you and God. But maybe you've been so transfixed and focused on something, you haven't realized God with you. Trying to just grab your attention. Just trying to embrace you or lead you in a different way. It may be that God will bring you back into what you are doing. But I know when God interrupts me, normally my first response isn't, oh, yay, God, I'm just annoyed that what I was doing, I can't do anymore. Or what I was doing has stopped. I just want us to take a moment and pause and think, is God trying to grab our attention? Is God trying to give us more of him? I know the things you do are important, and some of those things need to be done, but maybe it's become a bit more tricky all of a sudden. I don't know. Unforeseen circumstances unfold. And maybe it's just God trying to get your attention. Maybe he is going to press unpause. But until you see him, this is how relentless God is. Even if you're the lost, you keep moving those cups. He's still going to look and look and look until he gets you. But again, because this is a relationship with a loving father... It's up to you to embrace him. It's up to you to trust him in whatever God's got for you. So that's how we're going to finish the talk now. I'm going to invite the worship team up. And uh, what we'll do, in just a moment, we're going to sing together. But I just simply want to invite the Holy Spirit to come and fall upon us afresh. And simply, whatever's on his heart for you personally that God would minister to you right now, that you could process something that God is doing or saying or challenging. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness and your kindness towards us. Thank you, Lord, that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And I pray among us in this place, Lord, that you would speak to every heart. Thank you for the promise. When we draw close to you, you draw close to us. When we seek you with all our hearts, then we will find you. And so, Holy Spirit, we just submit, we surrender to you right now and say, come and minister to our hearts and to our minds. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9am and 11am in person and online.